Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for, uh, what, Saturday? Feels like a Saturday. March 27th. It is Saturday, 4 p.m., Rogers Park, Chicago, for two more months. We got two more months in this APT, and then we are hitting the road, staying in uh, Chicago, but finding some new dicks. Trying to get a little bit closer uh, to, to work down there in the loop. And, you know, this is this has been a, a good, solid apartment. It's great value for its size, 750 square feet. You know, I got tons of space, obviously way more than I need. Um, and some ni- nice things about it, too. Also, some things that aren't great. Um, my sink kind of uh, is its own roommate. It's very vocal. And uh, some of my neighbors, not, not bad. I mean, most people have a way worse. But, you know, downstairs, there's a lot of, uh, like, random dubstep at strange, strange intervals. Um, and it will just kind of come and go. And uh, got an upstairs neighbor. I should do. I should do a featurette on. Uh, he's not the neighbor who lives above me. He's the one who lives above me and over one. Um, but uh, you you can hear him all the time, no matter where you go. You can't escape him, Richard. What a what a what a fun guy. We'll we'll talk about him when <laughs> when we do a show where we're not within uh, earshot. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll not do an entire show. I would kill myself, but we'll, we'll do a, a, a dedicated featurette, um, to Mr. Richard. Um, but yeah, moving out, trying to get a little bit closer. I mean, the biggest thing for me, close to public transportation right now, you know, I, I'm, I'm right along the 22 and the 36 bus lines, which run South. And then I'm you know, half a mile away from the red line, which isn't bad. But frankly, when you gotta, you know, you gotta go almost all the way up to the end of the red line and then walk another half mile once you get off. It just, it gets old. And so, um, obviously I haven't been having to do a daily commute, but like I got to go into the office on Monday. Um, and you know, it's just like, I, I really enjoyed having two hours back in my day from not having to commute. And granted is, you know, you're not going to get all of that, uh, you know, back, I guess is what I'm trying to say. When I, when I move closer, you're still going to have a commute of some time, but you know, even if we could cut it down to 30 to 40 minutes, that would be clutch. So we're looking at, uh, in fact, the places we're, we're looking seriously, uh, are probably, it's probably going to be less than 30 to 40 minutes. We're, we're looking around, uh, old town Lincoln park, you know, kind of surround anywhere uh, along the train lines from like Sedgwick up to, Cedric Brown line up to, you know, like, um, diversity Brown line kind of in that, in that general area, finding something And my big things got to be close to public transportation because uh, we don't have cars. It's gotta be, uh, this is a new one for me. I've never had this before in, in an apartment. I'm really, really psyched for it. Uh, because Rachel has it right now and I just, I gotta have it in unit washer and dryer. It's huge. Not even dryer. I don't care. Just give me a washing machine. The pain in the ass that is loading up your laundry basket, walking downstairs, especially in the winter when it's cold, making sure you have quarters from the bank. Because that's the thing with quarters, too. It's like you have to intentionally acquire those. You have to go to the bank with a $10 bill and be like, 
quarters, please. And, you know, it's all just a hassle to manage, right? Because I don't, I don't really carry around a ton of cash. And so then when you got to give up 10 to get a quarter, a roll of quarters, it's just like, uh. So I am so ready and willing to be paying a little bit extra to get that in-unit washer. Um, and just the other thing is like, and, and you know, correct me if I'm TMI here, you know, send me, send, send us an email, Quinn, Quinn, uh, no, Beantown Podcast, that's the one, Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com, again, it's Beantown being Podcast at Yahoo.com, but, you know, it's a, it's a, con- it's a constant struggle to be like, can we get away with wearing this shirt again, is this one dirty, how often do we do sheets, when do we throw towels in there, right, it's, it's always, the whole thing's a calculation, when you're paying for it and when it's, you know, you got to, it's kind of, a, it's, a, it's like an, a mini event to go do your laundry. Um, and so I, I would just, I really, at 26 years old, working three jobs, working my buns off, I am ready to just like pay more, <clears throat> have the peace of mind to just be like, oh, I wore this shirt. Let's throw it in the dirty laundry hamper and we'll wash it, and we'll do laundry once a week, right? Or my running clothes, for example. I'm not going to get into this too much. I, I, you don't need to, you know, get a in-depth look into the life of Quinn's apartment. But I think there are a lot of people out there. If you're, if if you're, you know, live by yourself, and you don't have any unit washer and dryer, I think there's a lot of people who deal with the same struggles too, right? Because I'm not about to like be going to the bank you know, every other week or once a month to, you know, get, go get quarters. Cause that's a hassle too. I got to hop on a bus. I got, you know, and, and it's not, not so hard right now working from home. Uh, but when you're, you know, commuting that it makes it tougher. And so not here to complain and also not here to be like, Quinn never does laundry. That's not true, <clears throat> but it's just, it's a constant, it's a never-ending mental game like do do I use my quarters on the sheets do I do I wash something in the bathtub I, oftentimes I, I'll you know take my running clothes when they're stinky which is most times into the shower with me and then hang them up and you know it's just I would love to just throw something in a a, a washing machine and half an hour later have it be clean like that would be cool so that's what that's what we're going for. I'm moving out in about two months here, June first lease. So um, up to this point, it's been been a little too early to you know think about not think, but but seriously you know find places that are available. And now we're we're getting to the point now. You know, I think starting with this week and certainly into the week after post Easter, um, where you know there are actually going to be places. There are actually going to be listings for you know june 1st where it's like hey if we're ready to do this then let's you know uh if we can tour in person great if just virtual whatever but you know i i've been browsing for two months at this point um just to kind of get a sense for what's out there but now it's now it's uh it's kind of exciting to actually see what it's going to be like and i'm also i think uh i think i'm getting movers I think I'm hiring a company for the first time in my life. Not because I'm just like completely over it, having moved X amount of times in the last 
you know, eight years. But perfect to be perfectly honest, most of my male friends have completely vacated uh, the north side. In fact, I don't have any male friends who live within, I don't know, five miles of me, something like that. So it's just kind of like, I don't want to, you know, be like, hey, can you come help? And then, you know, there's there's all the stuff with the, you know, getting a truck and driving it through Chicago. And I'm just like, you know what? I've been working my tail off. Let's, let's, let's go to the uh, Facebook neighborhood groups. Let's go to, let's go to Craigslist. Let's see who's out there. Let's invest in the local community and let's not, you know, break my, my back. And every, every time you move, it's, or the last couple of times I've moved, my muscles for a solid two days after are just like, can't do anything. Cause you inevitably strain your forearms, um, with just like my, my dresser is solid wood and the bookshelf's pretty heavy. I can't even, that, that's the thing. It's like, for most of the pieces in my APT, and we've there have been many moving, many podcasts that we've done in the last 170 here where we talked about moving woes. But now I have this couch, which is a great couch, great find. And uh, shout out to hashtag brother of the podcast, Jack Furness, two years ago uh, when I moved out here. He helped me haul it a mile, uh, and that was very kind and generous of him. It's a solid couch, like great condition. I find it to be very comfortable. Um, it's it's large, easily you know fits Rachel and I. We can snuggle up or be you know on opposite ends if we're you know quarreling or too hot. Neither of those things. Well, we get we get kind of hot sometimes. We don't typically quarrel. We're not really the quarreling types. It's a fun word to say though. Quarreling. It's a gerund. G e r u n d quarreling q u a r r e l l i n g is that a 2l word i don't know 2l like you're in your second year of law school someone can look it up quarreling would be a great word to use in a law school paper i suppose um but the thing my point being uh i can't lift like there's no i can't get this couch by myself it's not a thing um yeah, it's just it's it's huge. I mean, it's taller than I am, which is something I love about it because I I can like straight up sleep on this couch when I want to. I'd say once once every other week or so, once every three weeks perhaps, I fall asleep on the couch. Always intentionally. I always make the choice. I'm never like so tired and watching a TV show. And next thing I know, it's three in the morning. It's always like, yeah, I'm feeling kind of tired. This couch feels pretty comfy right now. Let me grab a blanket. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I love sleeping on this couch. I've done it many, many times in the last two years. But yeah, getting ready to move. And uh, I just, I, I just want it to not be a, you know, a star-studded, crazy hassle of an event. You know, it's uh, moving's never fun. And I think my least favorite part is, you know, going into the basement and grabbing all my old cardboard boxes from the last move and. I never had movers before, so that will be a new experience, just, like, navigating that. But, you know, you got to do keys, and I got to clean. Uh, <laughs> I was going to swear, but I haven't said, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to Bean Town Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. I got to clean the shit out of this place. My, my apartment, 
you walk in, you're not going to be like, oh, this place is filthy. In fact, I was I was talking to Rachel about this yesterday. I was like, because they they were, they were doing some apartment showings yesterday while I was working, and then today I was out for a run. They came by, and showed my apartment to a couple more people. And I have a bone to pick with the property. He's not my property manager. He just works for the company. I guess I've never met him before. I get back from my run this afternoon. Door on uh, back door unlocked. Like, and I when I go from my run, I don't bring my phone with me. I don't bring my wallet with me. It's just like, come on, man. You got to lock up, right? Pretty frustrating. Pretty peeved about that. As far as I can tell, nothing was stolen. Thank God my Mother Mary's statue here is to protect me or was here to protect me. But uh, just just like, come on. How, how you're a professional, you work. You work for a property management company, right? Property management is literally the name of the game. And so in order to successfully manage a property, you should probably leave the property in the safe, secure condition it was when you walked in. If I left my apartment and my back door was unlocked, and I came back and it was unlocked, I'd be like, okay, my B. Or maybe the leasing agent just thought I don't run with my keys, which I used to do when I lived, uh, you know, half a mile from here on Farwell Ave because I had roommates who were at home. Um, but I didn't leave it unlocked. I never leave my back door unlocked. So that's a little frustrating. Uh, my point as I got into this was that my apartment is not particularly dirty, nor is it that cluttered. I really do my best to try to avoid accumulating physical goods um, or physical objects. And I mean, I'm trying to think, and it, it's tough to know this exactly, but I'm trying to think back two years, uh, almost two years, one year and 10 months when I moved in here. And I'm trying to think like what objects of significant space or value do I have now that I didn't have when I moved here? The couch the Lazy Boy recliner, which I could probably dump. I got I to gotta make a call on a couple chairs here. We got the flower chair, which is infamous and uh, notorious for having no lumbar support, but it's also a family heirloom, heirloom, H-E-I-R-L-O-O-M. And then I got the Lazy Boy, which I picked up actually just like two blocks from here. I, I lugged it myself, lugged um, from Craigslist Free. And it's a good chair, and I actually I use the I use the Lazy Boy a decent amount. I almost never sit in the flower chair um, because I just have like PTSD from all my back issues in Baltimore, sitting in that thing all all day. Um, but I got to I got to decide if I want to bring both those with me. It's probably not going to be a matter of space, but it's just kind of like, I mean, the flower chair is like straight out of the early '90s, and the the recliner is in okay shape, but it's also just like pretty old, pretty beat up. The fabric is not like ripped or torn or anything, just pretty like worn. Um, so, I mean, obviously I'm keeping the couch, but otherwise I don't, I didn't accumulate that many things. I have a piano. Um, thankfully it's a, you know, it's just a keyboard. So that's not going to be too bad to move. I finally bought a, 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 a bag, a bag on Amazon. So that shouldn't be too hard to transport. Otherwise, I mean, I got some kitchen appliances, microwave, but I already had that. 
um, the French press, the uh, Cafe du Chateau. I don't think I ended up winning their $1,000 influencer contest. Maybe next time. Nor did I win the bath pillow. I don't think I, don't think I generated any sales for the company. I don't think I'm going to be hearing back from them, from them anytime soon. Um, but otherwise, I really don't have that much uh, here. I do have a printer. I don't know if I ever told you this story. When I started working uh, about 10 months ago for this consulting company, they sent me a laptop, which was just like a $300 Acer laptop, which has like the worst speakers of all time. Uh, but I don't really complain. I only use it for physically that work, which is, you know, a couple hours a week. And then um, uh, that's the one I actually take into bed with me to, like, watch an episode of The Office and scroll Reddit as I'm falling asleep. But they also sent me a printer. And I don't know about you all, but if I'm, like, working full-time down in my office, I'll use a printer occasionally, you know, just to have, like, Sometimes it's just easier to have that, you know, type of data in front of you, a paper copy. Or, you know, if we have an event and I need, like, I want to have, like, the agenda printed out because I'm running all over the place, right? Um, but at home, I mean, I mean, I haven't, you know, like, had the need to have a physical copy of a, you know, printed piece of paper in the last, what, we've been working 13 months now. Um, but this, this consulting company that I work for, they sent me a printer, which is great because now I own a printer. Um, but they didn't send me a cord. So I have no way of connecting the printer to the laptop. And I'm just like, I mean, okay, I don't have any need for this. So when I got the printer 10 months ago with the computer, I, uh, <laughs> I, I just remembered something. Um, I, I bought a TV as well. I actually have two TVs, one from uh, Rachel's dad, uh, which is much bigger. I think we'll probably use that one full time. And if there's a need for a second TV in the bedroom or something, then we can do that. But I mean, probably don't need it. Anyways, um, the printer is still in the box. The box has never been opened. I set it down in my bedroom off to the side when I received it, you know, shipped to me in the mail back in June or whenever. And it's just been sitting there. Reminds me, last thing I'll, I'll say, we haven't even gotten to the point of this episode. This has been a 19-minute introduction. So thank you for bearing with us. Um, but I am going to keep it pretty short because what I actually wanted to talk about was just one quick thing. Um, and it's I, I don't even want to talk about it that much because it was just brutal. <laughs> it's a movie. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Printer... Mm, I lost my train of thought. I got too excited. I flew too close to the sun. Look at me. I have no idea. I had one more thing kind of on this topic that I wanted to say, and it has since disappeared from my brain. I don't know. TVs. I, I don't know. I lost it. Um... I want to quickly mention today is Passover, and usually I'll tell this Easter weekend. I don't know what the podcast is going to look like next weekend because I think I'm going to be at uh, Rachel's parents' house the whole time. So we'll either do it there, maybe get some special guests. I don't know. That could be fun or do it early. Not sure. TBD. Um, 
But uh, today's Passover, and that's always a fun episode on the podcast. Not an episode, but just something fun to talk about. My favorite biblical story, other than the entirety of Song of Solomon, which is, you know, for eight-year-old white Christian boys with dial-up internet, Song of Solomon... You know, some people, it's like, oh, became a man when you saw, you know, the Madonna music video or something. Or for the younger generation, uh, Dua Lipa at the Grammys. Or, uh, you know, Velma from Scooby-Doo fan fiction. You know, that's when you became a man. For, For us, you know, Christian kids without real internet access... Uh, reading Song of Solomon late at night under your covers with a flashlight. Oh man, that uh, that'll put some hair on your chest. Okay, let's just leave it at that. Um, but the Passover is is my second favorite biblical story, Old Testament baby. Uh, if you don't know, the Passover is a great just a a great God fearing tale where Basically, as one of the uh, was it one of the ten plagues, right? You got you got blood in the water, uh, boils, uh, hail was perhaps one. I don't I don't remember locusts, uh, frogs, three days of darkness. People in in uh, Alaska are out there saying only three days. Uh, I think uh, I think they they uh, they lost Wi-Fi for a period. And then the firstborn sons. I was missing two. But uh, it's like every year I try to remember uh, Santa's reindeer, and I get up to like six and a half, and uh, I get stumped. But the Passover, basically, all the, all the enslaved Hebrews got this message from Moses, I suppose, Aaron, their, their hot sister. Wait, they weren't brothers, were they? Moses and Aaron, I think they're brothers. Who's who's the who's the chick in Prince of Egypt? Right, there's a lady involved, and I think she and Aaron are kind of getting it on on the side, you know, Pharaoh style. Uh, basically, Moses gets a message from God, and it's like, yo, if you don't if you don't sacrifice a lamb. Which I always, the whole like sacrificial lamb thing to me just doesn't sit right. The entire kind of biblical process going on there. If you want to sacrifice a, a sheep, okay. But lamb, who's who's out here killing baby animals? Uh, I got I got it one. It, it's a three letters and it rhymes with Rod Blagojevich. God, God Blagojevich. <laughs> That would be a great Twitter handle, <laughs> God Blagojevich. Uh, speaking of which, I reached out to to Governor Rod about a month ago, asked him if he wanted to come on my show, this show, and uh, left me on red. So I'm hopeful uh, it, it's going to it's going to work out. Um, basically, he was like, "Hey, if you don't kill a whole bunch of baby lambs." And schmear, like you're like you're whipping up a bagel. Uh, the the blood of the lamb over your door, the uh, 
the 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 what's it what's the name of that uh oh the english folks out out there uh, are are going to be churning in their urns with me not being able to remember this one in in through the not outdoor okay zeppelin fans i know i know you know that that's an album um is it like transom or something the window above the door transom is that what it is basically I apologize if what I'm saying is not a word, um, but I'm racking my brain. It's a very like niche, unique thing. You gotta smear your blood over over the rant, the over the transom, right? It's the it's the Christian version of over the rainbow. Um, and hey, print, uh, Ten Commandments. They you know they could have found a role for Judy Garland. I'm sure. Anyways. Uh, if you if you do that, then the angel of death, which I'll just if you've ever seen the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark, I assume that's kind of what we're dealing with here. But the fact that there is an angel of death in general is kind of spooky and doesn't seem like something that a loving God would really be into. And I I, I really don't want to get into this whole like old Old, OG Old Testament God was like different than the New Testament God. Why? Like he's this perfect entity. I got a lot of problems with this. But to finish the story, Moses and the, the, the Hebrews didn't give the heads up to the Egyptians. And mass genocide breaks out the night of Passover while all the Hebrews are warmly tucked in their pyramids here comes this angel of death, sweeps through all of uh, Egypt, and just mass murders the firstborn son of every household. And I love how in the, the, the Exodus story, it's just so casual. We talk about this every year. It's not my... It's not the only issue I have with Christianity or Judaism, whatever, but it's a big one. I mean, just, I, I, I pers- personally, I'm not as into the mass genocide thing. I see the appeal for, you know, murderers and psychopaths and Rwandans. But for me, it's a no dog. Uh, so that's Passover. Great, great holiday. We used to celebrate it as kids, and you'd have to eat some horseradish and some weird bread and some some sort of uh, I don't know. Was it was it was horseradish the green or was it like horseradish sauce and some other kind of green? I just remember it being really bitter and being like, "WTF, uh, mom and dad, I love you." That that particular celebration was not a a favorite of mine personally um and we're now just trying to block out the memories Uh, i want to give a shout out to our sponsors home pride organ are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth 
all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there is good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection uh, provider with services including things like heating and cooling, plumbing, roofing, uh, oh, I did it backwards, and so much more. That is embarrassing. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff all the time, 24-7. If you're big, uh, ooh, if you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe certified home inspector that you can trust, you got to know who to call. Pick up the phone, write this down, save it, 541-410-0316. Ask for Steve. He'll say, who is this? Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316. Or you can visit HomePrideOregon.com. HomePrideOregon Inspection Perfection. I want to give a shout-out to the Samson Q2U series. Samson, there's another biblical name for you. What? First Kings, Second Kings, one of those books. Long hair, flowing locks. You know, Delilah must have been pretty sexy. Okay, what what is I don't I don't know if they use this term in the Bible. This is only a couple of books after after uh, Exodus. Was she giving him like a lap dance? Okay, it's too it's too bad that Delilah wasn't a a a featured player in Song of Solomon because whoa, we could have gotten some serious descriptive language. Okay. Let's just put that out there. The Samson Q2U series, when God speaks, he uses the Samson. Finally here, uh, Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's a little like Enter Sandman, only different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, fauxhawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you have to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200. If you call, he'll screen your call, because uh, that's just what I do. Or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cuts, Q-U-T-Z. By Q at yahoo.com. All right, you guys all know how the song goes at this point. Sing with us if you want, or you can just hum it. Uh, that's not how it goes. Oh, and you need a fresh do, something snappy and new. Just call the experts at Cuts by Q. You know, I wrote that song that jingle when I was drunk walking home from uh, a bar in Baltimore, which I did a lot of, TBH. Uh, And I was just like, you know what? We need a new podcast sponsor. Or maybe this was when we introduced sponsors for the first time ever. I don't remember. I think that was at some, some point in year two is when we introduced that. And it just, it, it it came pretty fast. I knew, like, a teenage boy reading Song of Solomon. Um, <laughs> it's too good to pass up. I'm sorry. I need to atone for my sins. Um, good thing today's Passover. I'm going to go, go, I got to go to the, the uh, Hebrew store in town and get a sacrificial lamb. Um it uh it 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 worked itself out pretty quickly and that may or may not be surprising i mean the whole thing takes three and a half seconds to sing but uh yeah it just it just kind of happened 
Um, that gave me. What if we sing a little Elton John, Tim Rice, to close out the show today? Uh, I got one thing that I'm going to talk about briefly because I, if I think about it or I ruminate or I uh, lament upon it uh, or or any other variety of 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 you know actionable verbs, I'll get upset. But uh, I think yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get a little a little Lion King going for you to close out the show. I gotta get my set up right get the mic stand and we're not going to do an audio check or anything and i'll just and i also don't know if i know the words but we'll see how it goes it'll be fun i have i played that song maybe a year ago uh we'll see how it goes um we're, we're going to do it live okay one take uh we watched a movie last night and i'm not blaming rachel okay she did she didn't know what it was going to be like it was her recommendation it's on Netflix, and when it came out 10 days ago, last weekend, it was the number one movie on Netflix for the weekend slot, which to me is baffling. The movie is called, I don't know, Deadly Illusions, I think, Haunting Illusions. I think it's Deadly Illusions. It's Kristen Davis, and somehow I, I have now watched two Kristen Davis movies in the last three months. There was that uh, Christmas in the Wild one with Rob Lowe. We talked about it when we did our Christmas movie rundown. Um, Kristen Davis, I I hope, I'm sure she's a nice lady. And she's not an awful actress. But boy, some of these roles that she's taken is just... I guess she's staying in her lane, okay? And I've never seen Sex in the City. I I don't know if her acting is of higher quality or if this is just who Kristen Davis is. But it's Kristen Davis and Dermot Mulroney plays her husband. And then the uh, the kind of other main character is Kelsey Grammer's daughter, who I don't know anything about. I think this is one of her first movies. But basically, it's, it, it's probably the movies... I, I, I keep a very exclusive select list of movies that I consider to be like just the worst things of all time. And I, I'm thinking now I'm adding this one to the list. And I think my list is now three. I would have to, I, I, I would have to do some serious searching, uh, you know, brainstorming to, to try to think of all the awful movies I've watched. Cause oftentimes what I'll do is just tune them out and, and I forget about them. But this was real bad. The other two, in case you're curious, Christmas Cookies, which I think was a Hulu movie that turned into a fake Chopped episode. Really bizarre. We watched that this past Christmas. And the other one is The Happy Time Murders, which is Melissa McCarthy and Puppets. And it's it's like X-rated. I mean, there's a scene involving puppet masturbation and significant ejaculation. So, um, this, it just, this movie, basically Kristen Davis plays this, this, uh, author. She's a mystery author. She's married to Dermot Mulroney, two kids, a nice, happy, white family. And she bizarrely is really into cigars. It has no impact, no metaphorical meaning it's just 
every other scene, she's grabbing a cigar and just smoking. The movie, most of the time, moves so fast from scene to scene. A scene will be like 10 seconds long, and then there'll be the next scene will be like 14 seconds long. And you'll be like, what on earth just happened? Like, was I supposed to understand what happened there? Um, and then there were like two scenes, one in particular that comes to mind, where she's just like walking in her backyard smoking a, a cigar, and the scene is like two minutes. In case you're wondering, despite the extremely short average scene length, you're going to shit yourself when you hear how long this movie is. 114 minutes for a really bad like popcorn erotic thriller. I mean, this thing easily could have been 90 minutes. Not exaggerating. Um, there are some really weird audio mixing things that were very intentional, but they would just be like extremely cacophonous with multiple people talking, and you would just like have no idea what happened in that scene. It was like, okay. Clearly, this was an intentional choice, but why? Because no one has any idea what anyone just said. Um, the plot, it's basically like if Basic Instinct and Fatal Attraction were like taken from A-grade movies to F-grade movies. Um, it tried so hard to be like, a, to be like Mulholland Drive and just failed miserably. Acting awful, script awful, writing awful, cinematography not present. Uh, a a a a a tan, uh, in in what's the word I'm looking for? Meaning you can understand it. In intelligible, is that a word? Intelligible plot, not existent. Um, it tried to tried to do like the behind her eyes thing where there's like multiple huge twists at the end. But <laughs> there was almost no setup, and the movie spent so much time just, like, not establishing reality that you're just, like, you don't, you don't give a, 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 a shit. Apologies for my language. You don't give a shit when, you like, when you're, like, oh, maybe that's real. Maybe it's not. So it tries to be very, like, ooh, like open to interpretation, like you know, Shutter Island or or you know, Inception. Is this real? And it's just like, who cares? Um, I really, there's not really much more I I could say about it. If you're if you see it pop on pop up on Netflix and you're like, oh, I need a good thriller. Run away, close your computer, put it in a lockbox. Go out to a backyard or a local park, or better yet, 2,000 miles out into the Pacific Ocean. Weigh it down with cement. Cover that in 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 wrapping paper because it you know kind of be fun. Drop it deep hole in the ground, a well, a crevasse, some sort of canyon, a uh, volcano would be good. And just, just delete your Netflix account. Uh, you you could probably just delete your Netflix account without doing the other stuff. But man, I I I got no words, and Rachel felt the same way. Not to put words in her mouth, but it was it was real bad. Uh, I don't I don't know. Like 
and the fact that it was 114 minutes is just the cherry on top of the steaming pile of of garbage that this movie was. I don't know. I don't I don't really have anything else I can say about it. Just baffling. Significantly terrible. And that's all I'm going to say about it cuz I am getting worked up. Next week is Easter. Should be a lighter podcast. We already got the uh the fun Passover stuff out of the way, which I think I usually save uh, for our Easter show. I am in transit right now. Excuse me, moving over to the piano. And uh, we are going to, as promised, do a little Elton John to close the show. And... uh, I'm trying to get things ready. I might have to pause, but I'm trying to move stuff off the chair as I'm talking to you all, but it's not working. So I'll be back in a second once I'm set up. We'll close the show with Smelton John. Give me a moment. All right. That was only about 90 seconds. Not bad. But uh, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, Thanks for putting up with all our fun uh, APT talk at the start of the show and then yeah again I'm I'm not even kidding like don't don't go watch Deadly Illusions I think that's what it was called uh, we're gonna find a better movie to watch uh, you know tomorrow whenever rest in peace uh, loyal ramblers tough day just got beat just like last week Illinois just got beat today squarely beat by the Beavers go Oregon State uh, that's all I gotta say. Uh, hopefully this comes through okay audio-wise. Um, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, again, a little Elton John to close the show. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And my name is Quinn David Furness. This is my show. Thank you for tuning in. And I will come to you live next week. Thanks, everyone. Stepped into the sun There's more to be seen Than can never be seen More to do Than can never be done Some say I'll be eaten Some say Live and let live But all are agreed in the joyless stampede You should never take more than you give In the circle of life It's the wheel of fortune It's the leap of faith It's the band of hope until we find our place on the wheel of fortune, yeah, in so.
circle of life. I don't know the words. Some have to sail through our troubles. Some have to live with scars. There's far too much to take in there. More to do, more than can ever be done. But the sun roaring high through the sapphire sky keeps turning all the end of time in the circle of life. It's the wheel of fortune. And it's a leap of faith It's a band of hope Until we find our place On the path unwinding It's the circle And the circle of life It's a leap of faith It's a band of hope Until we find our place On the path unwinding Through circle of life on the path unwinding in the circle in the circle of life I just want to say I got no music in front of me, no words, all ear, bad, but I did my best. And that's what this show is all about. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Have a good week. Stay safe, stay sane. Check in on you next time. Bye.